0: 6.5% was it? Is, is that what the current odds are of the Stanley Cup? Well, and you, if you look at the round-by-round round progression, the Stanley Cup favorite uh-huh. is the Vancouver Canucks. Like, what a time to be alive! I- Talking you through every goalie controversy, scoring slump, and draft lottery bust,
1: this is the C4 Podcast on CanucksHockeyBlog.com. Here they
0: are, the best starting lineup we could afford under the salary cap. Chris, Matt, Anna, and Adam. Welcome to another episode of the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and CanucksHockeyBlog.com. I'm Chris at Lightforce, joined, as always, virtually by the festive kind of sort, Anna Forsyth at A4603. Welcome, Anna.
1: Thank you. I feel like I've been more festive. Like I wore a Christmas jumper yeah. on Thursday to my company Christmas party, and I have a little Christmas oh, Christmas bow that I put in my hair sometimes. But yeah, oh. um, not
0: neither of those are present no, right now.
1: But I'm feeling festive. Like I mean, Vancouver certainly looks festive with all the snow coming mm-hmm. down. Um. So yeah, I'm feeling the Christmas spirit. How about you?
0: I'm getting there. I mean, the the tree is up. Mm-hmm. It's not decorated, but it's up. We have a we have a fake tree. Yeah. Um. Because like oh yeah. it, in the condo it was really our only option. And then when we moved here, we've sort of maintained that. Um, it's a a new fake tree. Um, oh. our previous one. It, it, so it was there. The previous one and this one they're pre lit. And so it comes apart in pieces. And when you connect them, it sort of plugs in to light up. Well, the previous version did that. And what we think was happening is like the connections in the, yeah. In the quote unquote trunk, um, weren't quite right. And so the tree would like be half of it's like blinking on off, on, on, off, like back.
1: Like it was Morse code or something.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, they might, someone might've been talking to us from the upside down for all we know. Um, and uh, we decided it was time to get a new one. So Black Friday, there was a deal on fake trees from Costco, so or uh Canadian Tire, sorry, is where we got it from. And uh we picked this one up. I i it's connected differently. So I mean similar issue, but connected differently, but it's sparse, at least in my mind. Maybe it'll be I'll I'll change my opinion once there are decorations and such on it cuz it's like been boxed up yeah. maybe it just needs to settle but it doesn't te- seem to be as full of a tree compared to our previous fake one can
1: i go off the rails and off the rails and have you seen those that yeah. thing going around the internet of trying to explain c- what canadian tire is to americans
0: no I haven't seen that. I got to look uh,
1: for it. I never thought Canadian Tire was that weird, but people are trying to explain it that you can just get all these disparate things there. Um, like, you know, sports equipment, homewares, like all kinds of different things and like some hardware stuff as well. So, yeah, it is. Well, it, it is a bit odd.
0: Yeah, it I mean, it was back in the day it was the automotive center. But then Canadian Tire was where – like, it was the – often in the small town, if you had a Canadian Tire, that was your sort of first big box sort of big city item. And I think they started to diversify their product lineup to cater to the towns where they didn't have as as many different options. Um, But also, like, if we think back to, like, something like Walmart. I mean, Canadian Tire and Walmart are different. Yeah. But – Walmart's concept was big boxes, cheap land, go somewhere where people will come to you. Canadian Tire sort of brought everything together, but Canadian Tire sort of showed up in your town.
1: <laughs> like sneakily overnight.
0: Yeah, it just all of a sudden there was a, a Canadian Tire or crappy tire as us Canadians are apt to call it. And we're allowed to call it crappy tire because someone registered the domain name crappytire.com. Canadian Tire took them to court because they were trying to say that that was like their brand. It was like copyright infringement. And the court ruled in favor of the person who registered the domain, which was quite legitimately a parody of Canadian Tire uh, by, for all intents. And, and the judge had said, like, you're, you're upset that they're calling you crappy tire. You accept that people refer to you as yeah. crappy tire, but in the court, you're not crappy tire. That's funny. Anyhow, and I used to be able to, like, you had Canadian tire. Yeah, I
1: was about to say that. Which
0: is as good as gold. Like,
1: I had, I think we had that in our old place until we moved, and then we realized we couldn't spend it.
0: We still could. I mean, actually, I don't know if they still take it now. It's it's been long enough. They've digitized it all. Mm -hmm. But but for the longest time, it was like paper money, and it was like, Uh, $5 Canadian tire money was worth $5 Canadian. Like you could pay for things at Canadian tire and people often would, they would, they would collect it and they would buy things of value there. Anyhow. Um, Speaking of uh, things of value, uh, the cat kind of got out of the bag that uh, we're getting away from Patreon uh, and we're going to another site called buy me a coffee. I've been calling it BMAC because if you're a Canucks fan, you know a BMAC. So BMAC's BMAC, but BMAC. Um, a couple of reasons why. One, Patreon hasn't been as conducive to us over the years. Like we've had issues, um, whether it be sharing content, uploading content, content disappearing, um, payout issues, uh, where you would pay, like you would support us through Patreon, but Patreon would say that you had not. And uh, you wouldn't you would get the perks that you were supposed to get. And there wasn't a way, like, I couldn't manually yeah, exactly go in and give that to you.
1: Yeah, they did.
0: Yeah. Right? Like, there were, there were all these issues. And then, you know, this past summer when you and I had sort of accepted, like, we're not going to be able to continue to provide the content that we had, you know, wanted promised back when yeah. we would started out Patreon, we put it on pause. But a number of you have continued to say, we don't care. Give us a way to support you. So we found a, a new provider, as I said, buy me a coffee. Um, If you're curious as to checking it out, the easiest way to get there is actually to go to support.c4podcast.com. That will send you directly over to buymeacoffee.com slash c4podcast, where you actually have a couple of different ways of supporting the show financially. Um, And that was one of the other things is that with uh, Patreon, you had to support us on a month-to-month basis. Um, and it, it wasn't the easiest way to you know allow for you to support us where you could, when you could. Whereas Buy Me a Coffee has two different options. There is the membership option, that's very similar to what Patreon was. You support on a recurring basis. Mm-hmm. But for those of you who are long-term supporters or plan to support us long term, where Patreon required you to commit monthly, we're able to go and say, Hey, if you're gonna commit to us for a year, why don't we go and, and cut you a break? So you actually have the ability to instead go from $5 a month to $50 for the year. And that's Canadian. That's
1: yeah. Which that's, is also uh, for some of you
0: good thing for us. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're outside of Canada, I know it is currency exchange and all that jazz, but generally speaking, um, our listeners based on our demographics will probably find it to be less in your currency because of how, how that works. But uh, you get this, you know, a savings. If you commit for the year, it's 50 bucks. Um, and then there's also a way to support us by buying us a pint. And, and the way it works is you can essentially buy us around or buy us a beer individually. Um, it's, uh, you can sort of choose the number. It's, it's essentially like a, I believe it's $5 per. And so you could say, I'm going to buy one, three, five, 25 one time. And, uh, in doing it one time, you're still able to support us, but you're not committing to the sort of the longer term. Um, so we didn't plan on announcing this like in full detail until the new year. Um, but I wanted to let, you know, our patrons know. So I posted on Patreon saying, Hey, this is what we'll be transitioning to in the new year. And, uh, lo and behold, within like hours of me sharing this, we already had two people step up and support, yeah. uh, rich who's, you know, longtime supporter of the show. He stepped up uh, and has supported us, uh, uh, through a membership. And then uh, Anna, your mom committed to a full year of support.
1: Yeah. Number one fan shortly after of that. C4 podcast. Doesn't always know what's going on with the hockey side, but like, she's an avid listener. She like. She listens to everything. So I think she does know quite a bit about the Canucks, just through absorbing stuff. And she will actually be coming to a Canucks game on Thursday. Ooh! So, yeah, ooh! she can kind of use her new fan knowledge to absorb Canucks.
0: You should, you should sit down with her and, you know, record Anna's mom's report after Mm -hmm. the game we include in an upcoming show, something like that.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
0: But, uh, but no, I mean, again, this is something we'll, we'll launch further in greater detail um, in the new year. But if you did want to check it out, support.c4podcast.com. Um, there's not a whole lot there. I'm going to be quite honest. This wasn't something we had planned on saying, hey, come and, come and sign up this moment to continue to support yeah, the show. So we'll figure it out. Um, but uh, it's there. Um, but a couple of ideas that we have sort of had is, is having sort of like um, – where like OTR was recorded and then we would share it at some other later point is having more like a live show where yeah. we can just sort of have be OTR with you and our listeners, like having something more scheduled. Um, there's all sorts of different ways that we can, we can share content. Um, the discord role will change, um, but we'll, we'll obviously ensure that you get access to our patron chat where we can share some things that we've heard. Um, it's a little more exclusive for those of you who have had the Patreon role in C4 Discord, as of Jan 1, because it goes away, if you're not supporting on uh, the new option, unfortunately, the role will shift away. Um, for that, I apologize. But uh, but yeah, again, you can always get it back by by going over to support.c4podcast.com. Anywho, we got a hockey team to talk about. Yes. Um, when I last looked, they're losing. Yep. So, anyhow, let's uh let's rewind this show a little bit up. Can you rewind to show up, or is it back to show up and rewind?
1: <clears throat> I just went with it, you know, like that didn't quite make sense to me, but I went with it. Eh,
0: a little, a lot of what I say never makes sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that I've lasted so long on the show. Probably because. I've, like, hosted it, and it's hard to get rid of me. I mean, you've spoken to HR how many times now, and I'm still here.
1: I know. (laughs) Got to get on that again.
0: Yeah. But, uh, no, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, when we last spoke about them, had me wondering if it was possible to get a point out of the two games. They did better than get a point. They got two! They got two.
1: Did (laughs) Did you expect them to get them both in one game and against the flames
0: no i so i mean you picked a point after yeah i picked i i I think you had enrolled me in the idea that a there were points to be had and I had accepted that a point would come, and it would probably come against Calgary. I, I, you had sort of got me to that stage where I had sort of accepted there was this possibility. The Jets were, uh, you know, tougher rock to crack in my mind, and as we saw, um, that was the case. <laughs> uh, but it also helped that uh, the Flames weren't their usual stellar selves. How
1: can you win a game Um, without Chris Tanev?
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, the Canucks have won a handful of games without Chris Tanev over the last few seasons. So yeah,
1: I guess
0: it's possible. Um, but it's, you know, it's interesting how the Canucks approached the, the Calgary game because, you know, they did something that we don't often see them do. Um, they got themselves, uh, a lead, um, and you seem to be playing i don't know kind of inspired hockey
1: inspired is a strong Um, word but sure like it was (laughs) it was it was yeah it was exciting and i think like maybe partly it was because i was actually watching it in a bar like with giant screens and sound and people were into it it was kind of fun um,
0: well, you know i I refer to inspired because they got two goals in the first, not even two minutes of the game, yeah, right? Sure, like it was
1: exciting. I was into it. Like, yeah, yeah. that's fast.
0: You know, if you turn the game off at that point, um, they still won. So really,
1: yeah, right. Like, you what else is there story. to talk
0: about? Well, I ain't sure, the Flames tied it up before the period was over, and uh, relatively early in the second had taken given themselves a a lead uh but uh you know sheldon drew you can't uh or dresser you, you you can't stop Dries him you can correct. only look to slow him down uh he, <laughs> a minute and a half after the flames took the lead decided that uh, it was time to to tie it up and uh and then well you know calgary decided that uh, scoring in a, a, a shootout really wasn't all that important
1: <laughs> yeah that was a poor shootout like i know we've seen some poor like shootouts in the past month in the World Cup, but, like, I feel like, I was impressed by one, but I thought that was just Paul from Calgary. Um, but overall, like, it was a interesting game, because, I thought, because there was the, you know, the Garland line dominating. Like, and I still don't quite believe this. Apparently, Garland is the tallest person on that line. I'm, I'm just not sure. I feel like he fudged his stats somehow, like, I, I know they get measured at the start a, of each season, He's a behemoth, but no, like, I feel like maybe that he took it from his Tinder profile or something. He was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm six foot. And it's like, are you bad?
0: Well, okay. In hockey, you're considered short at six.
1: It's true, but he can't be six foot, can he? Troy Satch is not six foot. Troy Satch is five, nine. He can't yeah. be taller than Troy Stetcher can he? <laughs> Maybe in skates. I don't know.
0: Sometimes well that's the thing is sometimes I wonder in hockey if they don't do height with skates.
1: Yeah, but if everyone right? has like, skates on it's fine, but yeah.
0: Well, it's it's a range. Like I'm pretty sure they have Tyler Myers take his skates off. Yeah. Cuz the the tape measure doesn't go that high. Yeah, that's but, true.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, but, uh, the minion I mean, line, the Smurf line, whatever we were calling it. Yeah, that was kind of fun. The
0: minion line. So who's Gru?
1: I mean, it's Bruce, isn't it?
0: Like, Well, I mean, he, he's the
1: Bruce Gru. Yeah, come on. He's I the bald yeah, guy he, wielding. He doesn't
0: have that dour look.
1: No, but, like...
0: Bruce is more like the you know ship captain from Wally.
1: Okay. Well, now you're mixing films, and I haven't seen either Minions. No, I or, know. Or Wally. So I don't know. I just feel like the luck um, is too bad. I'm, I'm thinking
0: animated series.
1: For it not to be Bruce.
0: Wally was a great movie. Uh,
1: yeah, I do want to see it.
0: Sorry, you've not seen Wally. Not
1: seen Wally. Haven't seen Moana. Haven't oh. seen Coco. I haven't seen. What's he at the new one?
0: Well, I haven't seen Coco.
1: No. Yeah,
0: but uh, Moana, Moana was a solid movie. Um, but Wall-E. Oh, you got okay. C four at the movies. You're, you and you and Mama Forsyth. You're sitting down and watching. I feel like she'd
1: like wall Actually, to be fair, wall Toy Story Eva. is one of her favorite films. So,
0: yeah. Um, so. The Vancouver Canucks, uh, speaking of uh, a Wally, benefited from the fact that Markstrom really wasn't putting up much of a wall in net. And uh, one might suggest that that's the reason the Canucks were able to steal those those two points. Well, steal one, they gave one to Calgary. but
1: Yeah, it's only someone in but, your uh, division, it's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, but then, so, you know, Saturday rolls around. And uh, the Jets uh, showed up to play. And then it was after hours, I think. Great. Like, Is that how it went? Like- I
1: think so, pretty much. They literally got, they had one shot for the first 17 minutes of the game. Um, They ended the period with three because Luke Shen <laughs> shot a couple on that. Like, it was dire. Like, that was just, it was so lacklustre. And you can look at it and say, oh, like, yes, it's another 5-1 loss at home, but that doesn't tell the whole story. But for that game, it fully did. Like, Canucks were barely there.
0: <laughs> barely there, I think, is a gracious way to describe the team's effort on the evening. Yeah. Like, you know... The first period, it, the, okay, the way the first period went, yeah, Kyle Connor scores a goal three minutes into the game. But it felt like the Canucks were, like, hanging in there. Like, you know, you, you're like, okay, might they be able to steal one? Um, Then the second period happened, and it's like, oh, yeah, they're not stealing nothing. Um And then once Sam Gagne goes and scores 56 seconds into the third, it's like, yo!
1: Yeah, with a, like, goal at, so, like... I had no idea he was even playing in the league in these schools and go like that. I thought he was done. He's like 100 years old, isn't he? Come on.
0: Uh, Actually, I'm curious. Let me look to see. Is he 100 years old? He is not. But he has lived in. uh, He's 33. He lived
1: in Edmonton a while, which adds some years. Seen some stuff. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah. It was rough. Like Jets were decent, but like really didn't need to be that good Bo Horvath was scored the only goal but he wasn't good at all he didn't have one of his world-class games um, yeah um, can you say that Canucks miss PD
0: well um, Peterson uh, who was trying to be substitute PD yeah <laughs> good for that kid to get an opportunity but, um,
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. He's definitely a not poor the Not the PD, PD that Canucks
0: were looking for.
1: Yeah. Although it is weird that, hey. um, I mean, as we're recording this, the Canucks are playing the blues. So it's not only that there's two Shens playing, but that Peterson has been dating their, the Shen brother's sister for like 10 years. So
0: it's you know like sand through the hourglass these are the yeah. days of our lives Sorry, um i mean we kind of glossed over the fact besser didn't play um in in two of those uh, games but he in turn was sick um and that's the reason why pd is missing hockey. sick besser is back in uh to line up tonight and it's done the vancouver canucks a whole lot of good um
1: I mean, to be fair, yeah, like, the in the first two periods, Besser's look decent. Like, he's been really good on the power play. Hasn't helped the Canucks score, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, great. So, you know, if Besser's there playing well, that's why it's only three ones. Well, no, no, team. I'm like,
1: just saying he's not. <laughs> to blame it's funny i think i made a joke when he was scratch oh no he's sick um when he didn't play against the flames that you know maybe he was fake sick but honestly with the flu that's going around seemingly everyone in vancouver and the fact that he passed it on to pd like i'm just like yeah i buy that
0: yeah Oh, anyhow, I mean, it, it, things are just not going well. Um, the this sad part is that, uh, you know, Vancouver does have two more games to play after tonight uh, before they get themselves a, a three-night respite for the holidays. Um, they get to play Seattle at home before having to travel to Edmonton uh, for a Friday nighter. Um, uh, the Seattle at home. I know it doesn't. I mean, Seattle's. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say, like you know, Seattle's, you know, probably the the, the beatable team here. Um, yeah. But like, it would be, you know, wrong of me to suggest that that makes at Ed- an Edmonton any any lesser vice versa, like, you know, these are the teams that are currently, you know, three, four in the Pacific. Um, But when you, you know, look at how the standings are playing out, um, a full week of games ahead of Vancouver. Right. Uh, I
1: mean, I know it doesn't mean anything. Um, If we do lose to Seattle, like it doesn't change the season the Canucks are having. And I know we have to lose it to them at some point. I really don't want to lose to them this week. I mean, no, not just cause I'm Christmas. going to the game. Um, but yeah, I just feel like that's the kind of final death knell in a way. <laughs> just like, Oh yeah. Can't even beat Seattle. And again, Seattle having a decent season. Um, but yeah, we haven't lost Seattle yet. And I, hope it doesn't start this week um even if overall with the season i couldn't care less about winning or not
0: mm-hmm. Winning, losing yeah it's all the same i i'm finding we were chatting about this after we stopped recording last week because hey, how are we going to handle the the show next week? Hmm. The Canucks are playing. Do we do it before? Do we do it after? And I had suggested, can we do it during? And you're like, yeah, that's fine. Like, it, it just, I'm not, I'm not concerned if I miss a game. Like, I'm not, not inspired. And if we look at sort of how, you know, Patrick Alvin handled After Hours, he doesn't seem to be all that inspired either.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen a lot of clips of, Paul like, head in his hands in the upper echelons of Roger's arena. (sighs) There's a lot of mess going on, um, and it's not just on the ice, right? So, yeah, it's hard to, like, completely... I'm never going to disengage from the Canucks. I mean, the podcast, generally, like, that's just not the way I'm wired, but... I'm not like, yeah, dying if we miss a game or half a game.
0: Hmm. Agreed. Anyhow, um, speaking of missing things, it's time to take a break. You're listening to the C4 Canucks Hockey Podcast brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and CanucksHockeyBlog.com. Kidding out of the game. You can't hit anymore, so don't do it. The unsportsmanlike conduct, I want to get an explanation on. No kidding. Because how do he get suspended for unsportsmanlike conduct? Plus interference. There's no interference there. He had to puck. Now, Madison never ever did that before. Now, why did he do it? Is that because he was mad? Well, your early favorite for the Calder <laughs> Trophy, that's for sure. Elias Pettersson, you might even say your early favorite for the Hart Trophy. Just to get back to your question, Elias is going to play plenty. He He's going to get a lot of power, play time, and, yeah, I'm concerned about our offense. We lost 200-point players, and we've got to find a way to score. If you've made it this far in the show and you're like, hey, didn't you guys have a contest? Who won it? We'll get to it near the end. Just, you know. Want to keep patient. you waiting. Um, but uh, before we get there, um, I guess, you know, in the last season or two, it was the JT Miller show mm-hmm. um, where we talked about JT yeah. every episode multiple times. Yeah. This season, it's the Bo Horvat show yeah. where we talk about Bo every episode. It's interesting to note that Bo Horvat, since we last recorded, has come out publicly with a statement to say that he's not going to be talking about his contract situation over the course of the season, nor does he wish to discuss anything that may or may not be happening on the trade front. The captain of your fricking team is having to come out publicly. Hey, yo, I ain't talking. And based on multiple insiders suggesting that much of what we hear about Horvat is coming from the Canucks, not Horvat or his agent, I think speaks volumes to how the team considers Horvat in the grand scheme of what they envision as being the move forward plan.
1: Yeah. It's kind of funny, isn't it? It's just like, if you look through the social media, the sort of, you know, more frivolous side, I guess, of the game. You know, they will be, like, gold from the cap, or the cap does this, and this from Captain Bo, and you're just like, yeah, but does that mean anything to you, actually? Obviously, I'm not, you know, poking holes in the social media strategy. Um, it is what it is, but, yeah, I don't know. Bo's, like, I think he's conducted himself exemplary in an exemplary manner throughout obviously him putting out a statement saying i don't want to talk about it what did the connects media do they say so why did you want to put out the statement like if you talk about the statement it's not really talking about it and he obviously said that he felt sorry for his teammates it's a distraction blah blah Mm -hmm. yeah
0: well the I'm trying to think, was it Farhan or, or someone had said, Hey, you know, understanding the need to put out the statement would have been nice that he, if he had sort of addressed like, Hey, here's this boom, boom, boom. And that's it. I'm not talking anymore. Then statement comes out. That didn't occur. Like there wasn't really that sort of conversation or sort of state of the room address from, from the captain. Um, I do feel for how it has started to become a distraction, but let's be real here. The Vancouver Canucks, have had many distractions. I don't know if you saw the comment uh, that came out today from, uh, from bear about, uh, you know, players need to stop having fun and do their job. Sorry. Stop having fun.
1: Like you have fun in a country club, don't you?
0: Yeah. Like this is like, it just, I think it speaks loudly as to what type of dynamic currently exists. And it's not, you know, I don't think it's an issue that Bo Horvat has created. In fact, one might suggest that he's been put in a position where something like this was allowed to occur because the team went and showed it, you know, quite clearly who their priority was over the course of the offseason and JT Miller and the contract that they have provided him. And two, they have made it known to anyone who might be able to hear that the coach that's currently in charge won't be in charge beyond some point. I
1: I think you've hit
0: in the near future. Hit the
1: nail on the head. I was actually just about to say the exact thing. Like, the captain doesn't need to be the star, and I think Bo is perfectly happy playing second fiddle to Petey, to Quinn, even to JT, but not at the expense of, like, I mean, they sign JT with his money. Not, i mm-hmm. I know I've kind of been a bit facetious with that, but like, they bet on JT. They prioritize re signing JT, who's having a, what I would generously call a dip in form, um, who's no longer playing at the position you've signed him to, long term deal. Um, yeah. So, yeah, how can you exert your authority in the room when you've been undermined from above?
0: In many different ways. Like, you know, there's this argument like, oh, they had to get JT sorted before Bo. Now, if you're gonna suggest that JT needs to be sorted of before bo-, bo-, bo, you're you're accepting that JT is your, your star and your star for the future. Well, first of all, that seems odd because I don't think anyone would say JT is better than PD, or unless you do believe that. And then I have questions, but I'm never gonna be able to get answers, I'm certain. They're both going into contract seasons. Miller got sorted out this offseason. And Bo, who, from what I understand, had made it very clear. I'm not going to be talking contract over the course of the season. Yeah. Um, You know, didn't have that same opportunity afforded to him. And now the Vancouver Canucks are in this position where it's like we want to do uh, something. And he's sort of not maybe being as conducive to the doing part. Like, who knows? But now he's also having a season like Bo Horvat is going to get paid and Vancouver Canucks might be in a position where they've been priced out a bow. But what the kicker to me is, is over the course of the weekend, it came out or at least there were reports that uh, there was a potential offer for Quinn Hughes that he's in play. And um, it came out that, okay, well no Quinn Hughes isn't, you know, in play though he may not be untouchable. You know, it's understood the only untouchable on the team is Pedersen. And Sam Chang, I think, tweeted a very salient comment. Why did you just sign a player long-term and give him a no-movement clause if he's touchable? Yeah.
1: I mean, he's touchable <laughs> until that clause kicks in, I guess. But
0: Well, true. But, but even then, like...
1: It, no, it, yeah. That, that's, that's, a, not the, that's a very minor niche point. Um, like, minor caveat, really. What I would say is, I yeah, I don't think I would be bothered if they dealt with JT before Bo. I mean, in that JT was like the hot player; he was a ninety-nine point player. Um, there were offers on the table for him. If they were, if dealing with JT meant cashing in on one of those offers before you could figure out what your what was left to look at. Bo and Brock in the future, then that would be fine by me. But what they did was, it's not like they prioritized JT over Bo. They just decided JT was all that mattered because yeah. what do you do after you sign that deal?
0: Well, you know, we, we've we've talked about the JT deal. To me, the, the issue is the, like for me, it's the NMC. It's not so much the money. The money doesn't help, but having the NMC you're you're committing to a player for a significant amount of term with really no what, and we have seen the Vancouver Canucks in the last decade have to deal with contracts like these that then turn themselves into stellar albatrosses what? pretty darn quick and there there is no indication to me that this one hasn't already started that transition and he hasn't even started year one of the new deal.
1: Yeah, I mean obviously this is all hearsay, but you know, they're talking about the Islanders deal falling apart with the I don't know, lack of will on JT and his party side to talk about a a new deal and like what resigning would look like Do you have like any confidence that like he would be willing to waive his no movement clause or be cooperative in any sense. I don't. Yeah. And like, yeah. once you get, once you get given that you've like, if a team gives it to you, you're not going to turn it down. Are you not? Everyone's Kel McCarr who says, I don't deserve this. Don't give it to me.
0: Yeah. Whoa, Whoa. 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 no, no, I, I tripped. I fell. It's not I, I
1: fell like it's, I'm not really a 99 is, uh, point player. So endearing. I mean, he's an enduring player, but yeah, it just made me laugh if, trying to think of what Torts would say.
0: Like, so if you don't know what Anne and I are talking about, I dropped the clip of it in c uh, C4 discord in you know, off topic, but, uh, uh, in the game tonight, um, a penalty was being called because it appeared on quick glance that Kale McCarr had been either slashed or tripped going around the net and, and as he's getting up, he looks over at the referee, sees the referee throw his arm up, and he's like shaking his hand in his head. And the commentators are like, oh, it's like he was saying, no, no, I, that, don't call that penalty. And then they show the, the replay in slow-mo. And yeah, Makar completely like lost an edge and, and slipped on his own accord. I cannot for the life of me ever recall something like this happening in the NHL.
1: No, I mean, like, I don't think it happens in social netball. Like, I'm an umpire, and I'm still, like, if, you know, an umpire calls a penalty on, like, someone next to me, like, the opposing team, and I know they didn't do it, because I'm an umpire, and I know that's not what that is, I shut up. I say, and if anyone else like you, I say, listen to your umpire. They know best.
0: Yeah. Well, it's interesting, because, like, I... in. Growing up, I officiated soccer and umpired softball and baseball. And and one of the things that I learned as I became more experienced as a mechanism of game management is if if I were to become aware that I got a call wrong, um, presuming I felt I had the rapport with the uh you know the player who got punished by the call or whatever, I might let them know, hey, I got that I got that wrong. I won't get the next one wrong. Like I I you know I'm I'm letting you know right. It's on me, right? And, you know, and and you might get a a 50-50, right? Like, it's not that I would say, oh, no. Like, if it was like a strike, it's a strike. If it's a foul, it's a foul. But where I have this 50-50, it's more like 50.1 to you probably. Because I feel like I'm now maybe being, you know, more lenient or something along those lines. Uh, But, no, I have never had a player tell me hey, you you gave me a call I didn't deserve. In fact, I could probably tell you well, the many, many millions of times I had a player tell me of the call that they did deserve. Yeah,
1: I, didn't I mean, yes, 100% been there. I've, I have had players say, oh, I touched that on the way out. That's the only thing I've had. And sometimes I overrule them because I'm just like...
0: No, you didn't.
1: No, I just like, I saw you touch it and I saw them touch it after. Like, I'm looking... <laughs> But, yeah, Yeah. uh, that was a funny moment. It did make me laugh. Speaking of torts, I don't know if you saw the Kevin Hayes comments as well. He was saying, um, I don't think I deserve to be benched, but I'm the player. He's the coach. And then it's like the next thing I see is this headline saying, like, Kevin Hayes, like, it's going to be traded. (laughs) And I'm just thinking, oh my god. I mean, I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to say. He's deflecting like deferring to the authority of the coach. But whatever. Yeah, I But it's Torts.
0: Yeah. I was gonna say, like that's a good way to get yourself out of Torts' doghouse. It's to be evicted. Like yeah. you don't let you don't get let inside. You get you get you get sent to another um forever home. <laughs>
1: god, sent to a farm upstate
0: yes well yeah something like that um so the i mean the other thing that came out of the course of after hours and then since then is that the the vancouver canucks apparently uh, feel that real builds take too long and you know us fans we just don't have the appetite for a rebuild which is interesting because we've been expecting a rebuild now for probably seven eight years
1: yeah And I think we'd even accept it now, even though we're...
0: It's been seven, eight years. Exactly,
1: and we're that far behind where we should be. Um, Honestly, I think even if it was after the bubble run and people were like, that was fun, but we're still not good at hockey, let's start a rebuild. That would be perfectly acceptable. It's just, this is not how you rebuild, this is not how you retool, it's none of the barbers, neither fish nor fowl.
0: Yeah, I just but like if, if this isn't a rebuild and everyone's touchable
1: yeah <laughs> that's the thing it's just like if you're like one of the if the best defense i think this i might put it this way during the intermission of the blues game um tonight or yesterday as you're listening to this like if your franchise like defenseman isn't like untouchable then how is like what are we doing here? You know, like this, it's a rebuild in anything, everything but name.
0: Yeah, it's it's like the word shutout. You don't say don't it. Don't say it. Otherwise, you make it happen. Maybe that's the problem. Us fans who have been asking and calling and almost demanding for a rebuild have made a crucial error. We said the word rebuild.
1: Yeah, honestly, if you want to call it retool, but it's a rebuild, then I'm fine with that like whatever you need yeah, to you know, do actually, Frankie to make yourself feel better.
0: Yeah, it's a retool. We're not getting rid of the entire apparatus. We're simply replacing it with new parts.
1: Yeah, we're simply it's, trading It's a full it's a
0: full re- retool.
1: Because we signed someone else <laughs> and we can't afford to keep mm-hmm. him. Um yeah, we're s- like trading one of our better scoring win- wingers over the years because again, it, we've probably overpaid him, and now we can't afford him. Like,
0: Yeah, but he'll, he's ours forever.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was... Not that this means anything, not that um, an agent promises their bond, don't trust agents, but like PD's agent was saying, he wants to stay here forever. You know? Like, he's very interested in signing long-term, and that might change quite quickly if the wrong offers on the table, you know.
0: Well, that as well, and like when Bo goes, because Bo's gone. Bo's let's, gone. Let's... Like
1: I mean, listening.
0: Who are they slapping the C on?
1: Uh, yeah, JT. That like, I mean, dollar man.
0: I, I I genuinely believe that PD wants to be here, be here long term. But when the Canucks screw things up, which they will probably over the course of the rest of the season do, he may not want to be here forever anymore.
1: Yeah. And if they get rid of his best friend, like more so. um, Yeah.
0: Then we'll be left with Substitute Petey. And Lane Peterson seems to be a good kid. Yeah. But uh, Substitute Petey is just not the same until like... Replacement PD shows up, but then that's just a different Elias.
1: Oh, re-PD. Yeah, unless we got get Nick Patan back and then it's another PD. Mm -hmm. All the PDs. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Lane Peterson is having a stellar year in the AHL, but like literally before he came to the Abbotsford Canucks, he couldn't score for love nor money, so... Let's pump the brakes on him turning around the Canucks season. Um, yeah. Blasphemy. And I I like Lane Peterson. I watch the baby Canucks a lot. Love watching him. Um, what were we talking about? Oh, whether Petey's going to stay. I mean, if they spent this entire time not rebuilding because they're afraid Pedersen's not going to re-sign, like, I mean, that's just cutting off your nose to spite your face because he may not stay anyway and probably had a better shot if he built a better team around him.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's 5 1 for the Blues. Huh.
1: There you go. Another 5 1 loss at home. Canucks have got to score one goal. Can't have another 5 1 loss at home. You can't have two in a row.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean. There's just a handful of minutes left in the game, so anything's possible. Um, as we sort of, you know, tie a bow in, in this, what's the out? Like, how, how, how is this just the way that we have to accept the Canucks will be?
1: I hope not. I just, like... Like the late great Jason Botchman said, I can't wait for it to go the other way. And the only way we, ha- the only shot we have at that is, you know, blowing it up. And we should have done that. It,
0: but, but if if that doesn't happen,
1: I mean, then they're stuck being mediocre forever. They're stuck fluctuating between just
0: just like our show. Yeah,
1: terrible. And above average. And that's just no fun for anyone.
0: No. No. That said, I mean, if they want to, you know, really get uh, the fans fired up, just get Christine Sinclair to come out, uh, you know, every home game and drop the puck. Christine got herself a well-deserved ovation tonight. I I mean,
1: legend of the game.
0: Yeah. You know, leading scorer of all time in uh in soccer so there's no one who has scored more than she has yeah despite what uh, fifa will yeah, try to tell you i was gonna you.
1: say like there's so many times that stat has been misquoted so yeah but she's a she's a legend for sure
0: Uh, Speaking of legends, uh, we need to draw a winner uh, for our contest. So if you happen to listen to the last show, you know that we were uh, contesting away a copy of Aaron Will Paddy's book. And uh, we got a handful of entries in, uh, most of which had the the right answer. Um, In fact, uh, there's only one who didn't. Uh, But uh, we did say that uh, we would draw, quote unquote, live, which I know isn't quite live because you're listening to this after the fact. Yes. But uh, I've got a list here. There's no funny business, fair, I, problem. I promise. Um, Anna, I need you to uh, give me a, a random number uh, between 0 and 18. Or I guess 1 and 18, sorry. <laughs>
1: Don't zero. pick 0 then. Okay.
0: Don't pick 0, yeah, 1 and 18.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to like pick the first number I see as I scan my room. Um, and that is 16.
0: 16 well lucky number 16 is ian from saskatoon ian from
1: friend saskatoon. of the show oh well that's nice ian
0: it's number 16 congratulations Ian. Uh, I, uh, it should be noted he was also the first entrant oh like the the email showed up before like the afternoon because i got okay. the episode out pretty darn yeah, quick last did. week and uh cool. and uh yeah so congratulations ian uh, um, we'll, uh, we'll look to get you your book. I mean, I'm um, guessing
1: to Saskatoon since the close in the name Ian from Saskatoon. Um, true. So, um, we will do the but, logistics uh, of that. Um, let's that out. Yeah. Congrats.
0: Congratulations. It's a good book. Um, it, I have, I have started reading my copy. Not um, yet. I'm hoping to have it done, uh, by the end of the year, but, uh, it's the holiday season after all and tends to be a lot busier.
1: Yeah. But yeah, in January, like we're being serious about the book club. Um, that's going to be our first book. Um, we'll give you some time to read it. And yeah, we'll probably talk about it um, next year. Um, we will take submissions for other C4 book club recommendations.
0: And a friend of the show, Nexus, you had to commented about c4 book club uh in discord today
1: yeah there you go
0: wanting it happen so we'll make it happen in the new year um one book a month
1: yeah that seems reasonable i read a couple books a oh. month so yeah
0: well no but like i mean i i think uh, or like a more reasonable pace to ensure everyone has an opportunity oh, yeah, to take also, part like a book a month
1: like pe- people want to have other books you know free choice books to read so yeah no 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 it's, not uh, it's a book a week
0: and yeah. all hockey you can't read anything else yeah so, so yeah uh congratulations again um uh, we're getting to the end of our uh calendar year and i think i mentioned this last week on the show but if not we won't be here next week we take christmas off every year next week is our christmas um that means we won't have another show until uh the new year um and uh yeah, it, it uh, it's a whole new year. Um, who knows what will have happened with the v- connects between now and then. Not a whole lot. Uh, trade deadline goes into effect tonight for the holidays. And I mean, I guess it's possible, um, you know, the week after Christmas stuff happens, but uh, uh, I doubt it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I want to, you know, take this opportunity, Anna, to wish you a happy holidays. Um, it's, has been a pleasure recording with you once again, this season, and I hope for uh, another solid, uh, you know, enjoyable season uh, of, uh, podcasting with you. I can't say Ken Kirk can Let's <laughs> be real.
1: Well, thank you, Chris. Have,
0: not so enjoyable. Happy
1: holidays to you as well. I hope you have a magical time with baby force and puppy force and kitty force and wife force. Um, and. Ho- All the forces. Hopefully it's not.
0: entire force family.
1: Too crazy. Um. But yeah, I can't like promise anything in the new year about the Canucks because might be a new year, might be new us. Like we might completely change and be new people, but it will be the same old team. <laughs> so yeah. We'll have to see.
0: Well, one thing that we'll be changing is our logo.
1: Yeah. Um if you came to the C four meetup. Or had eagle eyes on social media. Afterwards, you might have seen that new logo, but yeah, yeah it will be coming in, yeah, officially next year.
0: And and speaking of new logo, uh, stickers of said logo arrived today.
1: Ooh, sticker! So I love stickers. We have
0: exclusive um, uh, laser cut uh, C four stickers um, available. I'm kind of thinking. We give them away to anyone who supports our show.
1: Yeah. That sounds good.
0: Um, so, like, if you go to support.c4podcast.com, uh, sign up, support us either by buying us a pint or supporting us uh, uh, through a membership, um, I will look to get your address info, and I will send a sticker your way.
1: Yeah. They look cool. The logo is cool. Yeah. And there will be more where that came from in terms of things that logo will go on and hopefully we'll have some, like
0: when Anna gets a, a, a tattoo of the C4 logo.
1: Yeah. Just to disappoint ink. my family even more. Just get another <laughs> tattoo. But
0: and, and, and if we reach that goal by January, <laughs> we'll stream it live on YouTube.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see.
0: Let's oh. see. So I, I it, it, off the rails, somewhat related, um, my eSports podcast, one of the teams I talk about is the Vancouver Titans Overwatch League franchise. And a fan of the team made some, like, you know, deal where if oh, the team no. were to, like,
1: That's a bad win bet.
0: matches or do something, that they would go and – or this, they get a player, like, tattoo – Anyhow, that player um, was released by the team. Oh, no. Short, like, a day oh, or no. two after this kid went and got the ink put on his body.
1: Can I check? What Did they just leave and go to another team, or were they disgraced in some fashion?
0: Not disgraced. Yeah. It, it was just, like, the way it works in esports is, like... Um, uh what have you done for me lately not a lot so i'm gonna go find someone else to do your job better than you did <laughs> see you later thanks for thanks for everything and all the memories oh they don't sa- uh, um, re
1: them to eight million a year deals
0: no 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 nothing like that you're with with the way the vancouver titans have been going um you're lucky you get to live in the team house for an entire season
1: they have a house they all live together
0: no, they did when their first season down okay, in that, LA, that's... but now they have to like rent apartments okay, and stuff
1: like that. Though.
0: Yeah. So Anna, um your tattoo, C4 logo is why we'll never change the show and brand because I would not do that to you. <laughs>
1: Thanks. Yeah. It hurt a lot. Uh, but
0: any uh, final words of wisdom for all of our listeners there?
1: Um, not just have a have a happy and safe holidays. Um, the snow is coming down in Vancouver. And I know we aren't used to it, so if you are in the lower mainland, please be careful on the roads and everywhere. And yeah, I hope you have a happy holidays with you and yours.
0: I I echo that. It's uh, it, it it it's it's a good time of year to create memories, and um, I hope everyone can. Um, obviously, stay safe, as, as Anna had mentioned, especially um, for those of you in Vancouver where we're having to deal with uh, some absurdly cold and uh, snowy weather we're not accustomed to. Um, but uh, I do look forward to reconnecting with each and every one of you listeners in the new year. So on behalf of Anna, A4703, myself, Chris, at Lightforce, the C4 Podcast is brought to you by the Full Press Coverage Network and CanucksHockeyBlog.com. You can find us online at C4Podcast.com. You can join our Discord at Discord.io slash C4Podcast. And if you ever want to drop us a note and have your voice played on an upcoming episode, then all you need to do is go to SpeakPipe.com slash C4Podcast. And with all that said, we out.